Welcome back to another episode of N10 with TV Joe and Flags during this quarantine time without sports, except the NFL draft, which is tonight, the first uh, quote unquote live sporting event in a long time. So I'll be watching that, uh, especially because my, my team is drafting the first overall choice in the draft. That's the Bengals. And then your two teams, Joe, the Cowboys are at 17 and Flager, the Saints, who are picking 24. So I assume both of you are going to be watching and are both excited for this now. I mean, it's something to do with sports, so yeah, I'm a little bit excited. I'm not as excited as most football fans get about it, um, but yeah, like I'm definitely looking forward to it. You yeah, didn't mention I'm... though, Thomas, that this we're recording on on Thursday uh, this week, so yes. But this episode will get released on on Saturday on the 25th. Yeah, I'm pumped for the draft. There's something at least that's going on live in sports, and more interested in seeing where Tua ends up more than anything, to be honest. Yeah, I mean, the Miami Dolphins have three first-round picks, and mm-hmm. I like, got an alert on my phone this morning saying that they're going to trade for the number one pick. They have to trade a lot to do that, but... No, it, they won't, I don't think. It's not they, worth it. They're going to no. end up... I think they're going to end up with Tua. I, I want them to get Tua, to be honest, but like, I, I just want to see it happen. I just feel like it would be a good fit there if he stays healthy. I think he'll <laughs> drop that low, I, I hope. They have... What, their first pick in the first round is 7th, I think, or 8th, right? 5th. I think 5th. 5th? Oh, yeah, shit. Fifth. Yeah, they should get him, I think. Yeah. Yeah, if the draft goes well, and then, yeah, they get him. So they have three first-round picks. That's insane for the NFL draft. And, yeah, a lot of news coming out of the NFL. But in the NHL, some uh, players who are making news, some former player, uh, Wayne Gretzky and Ovechkin did battle NHL 20. You guys see that? Yeah, yeah. that was intense. I didn't watch it live. I just kind of saw highlights and, like, people talking about it on Twitter. But it was pretty interesting because Ovechkin was down 4-3 to three in the third period. And there's like two seconds left and he scored a goal and he got all hyped because he, he sent the game into, into yeah, overtime. And then um, Gretzky ended up winning in overtime. It was, it was fun to watch. Yeah, fun it, was to a ch- it was a charity stream as well, so it mm-hmm. made it even better. You have like arguably the two greatest goal scorers of all time just yeah. playing for charity for COVID-19 relief. They're having a good time. Ovi got pumped when he scored <laughs> that tying goal. It's like he scored his own goals. Um, but, yeah, it was, it was fun to see the highlights, and then the great one took it in OT. It wasn't yeah. just Ovechkin and Gretzky playing, though, I don't think. I think it was 2v2. Know, yeah. From from what it looked like in the video, like, you know how you see the, the like, user yeah. hover above, like, the, yeah, the it's player like gray that they are? And stuff, yeah. yeah, it was, like, 2v2, it looked like. I think, I don't know who the person... You know how you could see the, the yeah, camera on Gretzky and Ovechkin? Yeah. There was someone sitting beside Gretzky. I don't know who that was. I don't know if it was, like, one of his sons or something like that. Maybe it was Dustin really Johnson. Know. Was it? <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. No, I think I, it was his son. I don't son. think it was. I didn't look closely enough. Like, it could have been. I really don't know. <laughs> that would have been messed up. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, they were, getting, uh, they were getting pretty fired up. And, yeah, just a quick audio clip of the OT winner that Gretzky scored. So, here it is. Oh, the miss is that. Oh. Oh, my oh, God. No. Go. That's it. Oh! oh! The save! Oh! <laughs> it's over. We're done. <laughs> yeah, pretty fired up action from them in NHL 20. And NHL, been 20, NHL 20 has actually been heating up, like, in, like, the streaming services and YouTube. Like, I saw Nasher just a few days ago, I think. He's playing with Yossi, Batetto, Shifley, and Benino. And Marner and Matthews, yeah, it's crazy, man. Like, mm-hmm. 
Like it's you know. not just NHL though. Like I know the NBA had a players tournament. Yeah. I think the MLB mm-hmm. has a players tournament going on right now too. And I know yeah. Bo Bichette, our Toronto boy, has been doing really well. Yeah, he has been. I was honestly thinking of putting money on him to win that tournament <laughs> because I I don't know. I just thought like put some money on him. I haven't gambled in a while, obviously, with no sports, so like, yeah. uh, why not? But then I didn't, and now I'm assuming the odds have changed if you could still even bet on it. So, like, it's too late to do that, but I know he's been doing uh, well. I know um, NFL, though, I don't think they've had a player's tournament, but I know they do, like, simulation games. Yeah. Actually, they yeah. had that simulation tournament where they had, like, the greatest teams of every franchise ever. Like, Or I mm-hmm. think they had the greatest players from every franchise on one team. And they did like this Madden simulation, and I'm pretty sure Green Bay ended up beating New England in the finals. Yeah, go figure. It's pretty good. Yeah, a lot. A lot of these video games are getting a lot of like playing time. So, yeah, NHL NHL 20 is definitely one of them. And uh, I guess we'll bounce to the, actually like the real news of the National Hockey League. Uh, Frank Cervalli from TSN announced that there's like four strong front runner NHL cities to maybe host all the games, uh, whether that's the tail end of the regular season. And the playoffs in July or August. So the four teams are including Toronto, Dallas, Pittsburgh, and Edmonton. Uh, what do you guys think about four teams hosting all the games? I know we talked about it last week. That's what. I mean, um, okay, if I could go first. I think. I mean, I would love if it were Toronto. To be honest, that'd be. It'd be nice because all the games would be like knowing that all the games are are here where we are. Uh, would be kind of neat, but. I think Toronto would make the most sense, to be honest. Like, the Hockey Hall of Fame's here. Uh, I feel like it's just a great hockey city. I know, like, there wouldn't be fans, most likely, but it'd still be – I think it'd be ideal. And then, I, yeah, I don't know. I don't I don't really – I really don't see the NHL coming back, though, to be honest. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, for those four cities, they all kind of make sense. They're all from uh, four divisions – in the NHL, so Toronto's in Atlantic, Pittsburgh's Metro, Dallas is Central, Edmonton's Pacific. So those are the four, uh, like, I guess, representing the four divisions. So it makes sense Wait, so having it those locations. I don't want to interrupt, but um, would all four cities, like, all host games, or would it be one of these four cities hosting I, all games? I think it's all four. Yeah, they so are like, really confirmed So one, yet. yeah, so we don't even know. Do you, I think, guess, like, do you think they're going to have, like, one city from each division then? From what it looks like. Yeah, because I don't think you can play, like, all these games in one city. Yeah, we, like, how the hell okay, are you going to yeah. do that? Yeah, remember we said that last week in the ice and stuff? Yeah, yeah no, yeah. I remember we were talking about that. Yeah, yeah. So I guess it would be these four, because then, like, one per yeah, division. But... I guess. Well, wait, so why we're... would they pick Dallas? Hot place. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> nice place. I don't know. Huh. That's kind of like Edmonton, Pittsburgh, and Toronto kind of makes sense, but Dallas? Don't know, man. I don't know. Yeah, it could, actually, it could be something to do with like hotels. Maybe, yeah. Could be. That's Maybe, what I yeah. Think, actually. Because I know oh. they play in, I mean, in Dallas, obviously. And I'm assuming, isn't Dallas like a huge city? Yes, it is. So that could be it. It could be hotels and accommodations. I don't know. But regardless, like, just thoughts from you guys. Like, we, we all kind of agree, like, it shouldn't really continue the season. And I front four teams, four NHL studies hosting, it's kind of weird, right? Like, imagine no fans in the stadium, too. That's a, 
that's like what what's the point of playoff bracketing right like there's no home ice advantage here at all so i don't yeah. know it's, it's they've got to decide and it's going to be a weird situation going in the future so i think we're at least two to three months away from this even happening so we'll probably keep you if, updated uh, through those two to three months yeah exactly honestly we'll like i think it could be even longer yeah we said i'm we've been talking about this for weeks though now like the only way that yeah. this could happen for the the league to finish this season is if they have a lockout next season most likely yeah or shortened season whatever has to be done which should happen um, makes the most sense for me anyways for sure yeah we talked about i could it. just see it not happening though honestly just with the way everything's going did you guys see that florida opened up some beach yeah we talked about it last week did we I yeah. thought that just happened yeah. this like since we last talked. No, we talked about it last week. <laughs> what idiots! Yeah, <laughs> they recorded a record high in cases right after. Yeah. yeah I saw that. <laughs> wow, so, go figure, like, right? Oh my god. Yeah, well, Good people gotta they gotta do what they gotta do, man. They gotta stay inside. Like it's still yeah. bad. So. Hasn't gone no. better at all anywhere. Really. Yeah. No. Well, no one really follows the rules, so that's why. Yeah. yeah, not everyone does. But I guess uh, going to the thing we're going to talk about today, uh, we did the Western Conference Mount Rushmore last week, and if you couldn't tell by the title as you clicked on, we're doing the Eastern Conference all-time Mount Rushmore. But before that, we'll do a quick ad read from our sponsor. Are you looking to gear up with some unique designs featuring your favorite teams, players, sayings, or movie references? Or are you trying to represent the breakdown in your hometown? Well, now you can get some of the coolest, most comfortable gear around all while supporting local artists on Tee Public. Tee Public is an in internet store featuring tons of shirt designs that you can put on different types of t-shirts, hoodies, three-quarter sleeves, or even swag out your dog in a new dog tee. Use the URL in the description so they know we sent you. All sales fuel the breakdown content creators and benefit the creating artists too. Visit the Breakdown Store today. All right, let's get started with Mount Rushmore. Joe, you introduce this because this has been your idea. So. Yes. Okay, so for the first team in the Eastern Conference, Mount Rushmore, we have the Boston Bruins. And uh, should we read? Because we kind of have different ones. So should we all yeah. do different ones? Uh, Three out of the four well, are the you, same you for have, all of us. You guys basically have the same. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Okay, well, okay, so all three of us agreed that on the Bruins, Mount Rushmore, Bobby Orr would be on there, Phil Esposito would be on there, and Ray Bork would definitely have to be on there. And then for our fourth member, I said Patrice Bergeron. Joe, you said Patrice Bergeron or Johnny But I don't even know how to pronounce his last name. Busick. Busick, okay. Yeah. And then uh, Thomas, you said Johnny Busick as well. So, Thomas, why did you include Busick on your list? Uh, the reason I included Johnny Busick on my list is because he leads the Boston Bruins in forward scoring with 1,339 points and 545 goals. So I'm, he's the best forward scorer on the Boston Bruins in their history. Uh, I, I know Bergeron's won a ton of Selkies, you know, clutch playoff moments, clutch times in the regular season as well. But I feel like Johnny Busick, like he's an underrated, uh, one of the best underrated players in NHL history, and he doesn't really get talked about a lot because if you search up Johnny Busick, you're like, what? Who's that? I don't even know who that is. But he's their all-time leading scorer on the forwards, so I think you got to include him. I'm not even gonna lie, like I don't, I've never even heard of him to be honest in my life. Exactly. See, 
But he's I did just like starter. search it up. You're right. He he does lead their franchise in goals, assists, and points, and then like a bunch of other random stats. But yeah, I've never heard of him ever to be honest. But I still think I honestly think I would still go with um, Patrice Bergeron. Yeah, and it's not stupid to go with Bergeron. He's pretty good. Yeah, mine's interchangeable. I have both, so you can make the argument for both. But I had to put both because, like Thomas said, Busick leads all-time franchise moments, like points for forwards. And then you have Bergeron with all the selkies and, like Thomas mentioned, the clutch moments. And just mm-hmm. he's basically been like their heart and soul player since he's been in the league. And plus, he was like a centerpiece of that cup-winning team in 2011, which ended yep. almost 40-year drought. So I kind of yep. had to put him here. Plus, he's been to the finals three times as well. So, yep. And played injured in all of them, probably. Yeah, for sure. All right, so the next team that we got here is the Buffalo Sabres. So again, this one we have about three slam dunk ones here for yep. all of us. But we'll start off with Thomas's list because it's different from mine and Flager's. Yeah, so for me, uh, I included Dominic Hasek, the Dominator. I mean, one of the best goalies in NHL history. I wasn't included on a... Uh, actually, sorry, never mind. Um, Gilbert Perrault, one of the French Connection, one of the members of lo- lo- that line. I think Ryan Miller has to be there. He's their leading uh, win leader in franchise history. And I think uh, he dominated the Leafs every time he played them from like 2006 to like 2011. So he was dominant against them as well. And he's one of the best in history as well. And then Rick Martin, one of the members of the French Connection line. So I think all of them deserve to be on... Uh, the Buffalo Sabres Mount Rushmore. Right, so for my list, I have the same two as Thomas. We got the Dominator, of course, and Gilbert Perot. So, Dominator, I think he's the only goalie in NHL history to win the Hart Trophy back-to-back years, which is insane. And then, obviously, Gilbert Perot, part the main part of the French connection. Then I put Phil Housley, who's their best defenseman in, in uh, Sabres history. And then I didn't, I could have put Ryan Miller here, but due to the fact that they didn't really have that much playoff success. I put Pat LaFontaine here just because he was really good for them in the 90s before he uh, had a ton of injuries and then he had to end his career prematurely. So I just thought of putting him here as one of their better players uh, forwards from like that uh, playing with Hasek and stuff like that. You guys both have valid arguments for your lists. Um, for mine, like I easily could have put it put any players that you just both of you just named but for mine I'm basing this specifically on players that I when I think of the Buffalo Sabres I envision these players wearing the Buffalo Sabres uniform so I have obviously Dominic Hasek, uh Gilbert Perot, Phil Housley and then Ryan Miller is my last one those are four guys that I think are the face of the Buffalo Sabres for me yep I think yeah I think we can agree on a final list of Hasek, Perot. Housley and Miller. I think that's very suitable for the Buffalo Sabres. Yeah, that was and, the majority. That was our overall. Yeah, we had two Ryan yeah, Millers, yeah. two Phil Housley, so I guess that evens kind of out. But in a few years, Jack Eichel's 100% going to be there. Yeah. I He's agree. already yeah. carrying their franchise. Yeah, easily he'll be uh, there within the next five years. I guess let's go down south to Carolina. Uh, this one, we all agreed on the same four players. Yep. <laughs> so we had Rod Brendamore, Cam Ward, Eric Stahl, and Ron Francis. And that was it was very easy to call that final decision for, for us three. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I think so. Just very self-explanatory. Ward, I mean, first ever year in the league, he wins a cup and the Smythe, I believe. So 
think that kind of put him over the top. And then, yeah, he's one of the main goalies that you kind of remember from the Carolina Hurricanes when you think about them. So, yeah. That cup that Ward won in his first season, I think that was 2008, right? Six. Six. Or, yeah, yeah. Sorry, that was way earlier. That was the first Stanley Cup that I – I actually remember watching. Yeah, I, don't, like, I, don't, was... I don't remember watching any Stanley Cups before that because I would have been like six years old when yeah. they won the Cup. So, like, that was the f- they played Edmonton, I remember. Yeah. Uh, they beat Edmonton. That was when Sam Ghani was like, it was really good. I remember. I liked watching him. Uh, that but, that yeah, team that was. was... Oh, yeah, continue your thought. No, I was just, just going to like restate what I said. Like, that was the first Cup that I remember watching. Okay. Um, this team was kind of weird, that 06 team. Like, you had a lot of, you had Eric Stahl, who I think was in his second or third season in the league, who was young, and then you have, like, Rod Brindamore, who was the captain, who was an NHL veteran. Like, there was, like, a mix of veterans and young guys on this team, and then obviously you have Cam Ward Mm -hmm. as the rookie goaltender to carry them to the cup. So it was just, like, an interesting team, how they kind of shaped up. Like, they were not really considered, like, a cup contender going in, and then they just kind of like, blew everyone out, and then I think they won in Game 7 versus Edmonton, I believe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it was. I think it was Game 7, right? Yeah. <laughs> you know how close I was to putting O-Dog on the list? <laughs> Just for jokes. <laughs> he had you three great seasons. Scoring. Yes, he is. So how many I mean, seasons did he play there? I think, like, six, five? I think if you count Hartford, probably, like, eight or nine. Yeah, something like that. I didn't even realize he was there when Hartford was there. And he was did he top not five leave pick. the year they won the cup? Yeah. <laughs> I think oh, they just God. didn't re-sign him or something, and then I think he just wanted to go to Toronto, I guess. Yeah, he signed in Toronto. And yeah. he remained here ever since. <laughs> Even yeah, though he doesn't play. Yeah, <laughs> only lasted a hearty two years, didn't do much, and then retired. Yeah, he was just overweight in training camp. It's the rest. next team that we got <laughs> here. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Oh, dog, man. That guy is a character. Yeah. So the next team that we got here is, a, I guess, one of the relatively new ones in the Eastern Conference, even though they've been around for about 20 years now. It's the Columbus Blue Jackets. So we all have the same players again for this one. We have Rick Nash, Sergei Bobrovsky, Seth Jones, and Cam Atkinson. So all pretty self-explanatory. Uh, mm-hmm. I mean, three of them played for the team last season. Bobrovsky is obviously not there anymore. And then Rick Nash, like, basically was the face of the franchise for, like, a decade. So, yeah, not too much is. debate over this one. <laughs> he still is. Yeah. I believe, I believe Bobrovsky won two Vesnas when he was there. He did, yeah. So, yeah, he's got to be there. Yeah. And then Cam Atkinson is second behind Rick Nash. And pretty much every important stat in games played, goals, and points. The only stat that he's not... Not in the top three is assists mm-hmm. for the for the Columbus Blue Jackets. So that's why he's there. Yeah, I believe he's also a fifth or seventh round pick too. So yeah, exactly. Yeah, he's got to be there. All right, and now we're moving on to a legendary um, team. Original here. six franchise. Yeah, same like Boston, legendary this as well. Is... But this one is, I think, a bit better. We got the Detroit Red Wings. Thomas. This one we all agreed too. Yeah, we did. Yeah, I just realized. This is yeah, the we all did. in a row, I think, that we all had the same four players. Yep. I mean, great minds think alike, you know? All right. Thomas, read it out. Yeah, so we got Stevie Y, Nicholas Lidstrom, Ted Lindsay, and Gordie Howe. So I, th- I think this is one of the lists where it's very self-explanatory, don't you think? Yeah, 100%. Yeah. 
Gordy, I mean, he leads their franchise in points uh, and goals. And then Stevie Y is right behind him. And we could add a lot more players, but I think it's very self-explanatory here. I mean, we could add Del Vecchio, Zetterberg, Fedorov, Dadsuk, uh, Brennan Shanahan, and maybe even Chris Osgood, and maybe even Dominic Hasek, But Chris yeah. Chelios. Yeah, exactly. A lot of players. But I think these four guys, when you think of the Red Wings, as we mentioned throughout all the teams we've said, I think these are the four guys you definitely think about. For sure. And the Gordy best thing... How, one thing you didn't mention, Thomas, was Gordy Howe is also the player that, that Gretzky kind of grew up like idolizing a little bit. Like, I guess it was kind of the same thing for, uh, uh, like, McDavid kind of watched Crosby growing up. You know what I mean? Like, like mm-hmm. it went from great to great. Like, Gordie Howe was the greatest, probably the greatest player of his his generation before Gretzky came to the league. And one thing I want to note that uh, almost all of these guys were a wing for life. So, Yeiserman yeah, yeah, Lindstrom were, I believe, I don't know if Ted Lindsay was, and then Gordie Howe went to the... Uh, what was that Hartford? league called? Hartford, yeah, but they weren't part of the, the World, NHL yet. World Hockey League. Yes, exactly. World? Or World Hockey yeah. Association, I think it was. Yeah, exactly. So most of these guys were like Red Wings for life, and then all their best years were with the Red Wings, and then uh, Eisenman and Lindstrom especially, like they represented the franchise for like almost for like 30 years almost, from like the 80s, the 90s, the 2000s, and the early 2010s. So. Mm-hmm. Do you know gotta have those two guys there. How many combined cups do they have? All four of them. I don't even God. know. I don't know. Probably all of the them. But they three, franchise right? as one. I um, think at least nine. More. <laughs> well, Geiserman and Leiserman's three. Yeah. Lindstrom has two four. Four. Gordy, I think, has three or four himself, and then same with Lindsay. So they probably account for all the franchise cups, to be honest. Yeah, honestly. <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah. Ted Lindsay also was involved with the Red Wings off the ice after he, yep. he played for them, too. And mm-hmm. then he also had to do with uh, the. He himself didn't create the NHLPA, but he was one of the, the managers in the league at the time that uh, was kind of. Not necessarily like treating players unfairly, but like I guess the league wasn't paying their players enough at the time. So he was one of the managers in the league at the time when the NHLPA was created. So he kind of has has hockey history behind him too, not just Red Wings history. Yeah, true. And then Stevie Yacht Y is now the current GM of the Red Wings. So definitely came around for full circle for him. Yeah. Anyways, let's move on. Let's go. Uh, to Florida, another team where we agree on the same four players. Yep. This is another one that is very self-explanatory, I think. Uh, so we got Bobby Lou, Roberto Luongo, just the first player, Jonathan Huberto, Alexander Barkov, and Ole Jokinen. All self-explanatory. <laughs> I guess the Panthers are a newer team, too, so there's not, like, much franchise history there. So that's kind of why. <laughs> like, they also haven't been good, like, for a lot of their history as well. Yeah, that's true too. Yeah, ba- basically like two new guys here. I mean, Barkov and Huberto. Oli Okunen was there for a few years and he dominated there. And then Luongo, I think we have him on two. We have him on two um, yeah. Mount Rushmore's, Vancouver and Florida. So I think that's one of the, I think, two or three players we have on two different Mount Rushmore's. So the definitely only deserving. One, the only other player I could think of that... Do we not put Gretzky? I think, yeah, I think Gretzky made it on the Kings and... 
Actually, I don't even know if he made it on the Kings. I think Gretzky was only on the Oilers because I think I was the only one that said Gretzky for the Kings. So he wouldn't have won the majority, I don't think. Well, we have another guy that's later in this list that's going to be on a Western and Eastern team as well. Oh, yes. yeah. Let's just get into it right now, actually. No, I've got to go in order. No, we, he is. The next team, the Montreal Canadiens. Oh, I thought you were talking about the other guy. No, no, no. I'm talking about a, a third. There's a third one, I guess. Or oh, fourth, okay. I guess it would be. Okay, okay, okay. let's just go to the Canadians because the, the Panthers are self-explanatory. Yeah. Uh, okay, so for the Canadians, Thomas, you announced this one. Yeah, we got Jean Beliveau, Guy Lafleur, Maurice Rocket-Richard, and Patrick Waugh. And I think we're going to do a slash here, slash yeah. Carey Price. So those are the four, five guys we have here on Mount Rushmore. I think like Detroit and Montreal have one of the best I think players in NHL history, they, yeah, that's not even like a hot take or anything. They, they, the best players, I think. Patrick Wall was the one player that I, I thought you were talking about, Joe. He made it on the abs for us and then the Canadians. Oh, no, there's another player. Okay, I honestly don't know who this other player is, but we'll come across him eventually. Okay. No, but this one is like, this was hard to do, this one. There's so many great Montreal Canadiens. Again, because their original six team, like the Detroit Red Wings, that was a tough one to do, too. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, this one's tough. Like, there's three goalies that easily, easily, yeah. I like, said Patrick Waugh. Like, as I, I don't know. To me, Patrick Waugh is just like he, he has to be there for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, Joe, I know you had Price and Waugh, and then Thomas, you had all three Plunk, Price and Waugh. So yeah, a lot of good goalies they have, man. <laughs> And a lot of good goal scorers. I mean, Jean Beliveau, 507 goals. And then Lafleur at number one with 518. Oh, no, sorry, not number number one. Maurice Rappershard is at one, 544. Those are three guys who scored 500 goals for the Montreal Canadiens. Like, crazy. Yeah. And then, like, you can even throw, like, Larry Robinson, who's probably one of their best defensemen of all time. He didn't even make this Mount Rushmore of ours. Yeah. And I'm looking at his stat right now. Plus 692. Yep, I think wow. that's the that most all-time. I think it's the most all-time. Yeah, I think it is actually now. Because I, I do recall seeing Larry Robinson at the top of that, that list. I do yeah, love that crazy. stat, so I should know Yeah, you that. do. You should, you should be on <laughs> that here. That is impressive, man. That is so impressive. Yeah. It was tough to do this one for sure. Yeah, those are probably the two toughest teams to actually do four players on their list. And, yeah, we got it done, though. But. All right, now moving on to... The New Jersey Devils here, and again, we all picked all four of us were the exact same. So our mm-hmm. final list here, of course, is Martin Brodeur, the most winningest slash best goalie in NHL history. Then we have Scott Niederminder, Scott Stevens, and Patrick Eliash. So again, yeah. these are all self-explanatory. All three of them won three cups that New Jersey has in their history. Actually, no, not Eliash. I should retract that. I think Eliash only has one or two. But Brodeur, Niederminder, Stevens has three for sure. Yep. Yeah, one of the most dominant teams from like 1997 or 8 to like 2005 for sure. And then they made the finals in 20, uh, 2012 with just Brodeur on the team. And they obviously didn't beat the Los Angeles Kings. But, you know, pretty dominant team. They're in the rebuild stage right now. But they've have, they have a good history of players for sure. Yeah. I still wish that Brodeur ended up playing for the Habs at one point in his career. I think that would have been, been special, I think. That would have been messed up, honestly. <laughs> no, but, like, 
I mean, he's a French Canadian. Like, it would have been cool to see him play for for the Habs. I mean, I mean, obviously, like history wrote itself. Like, he's a New Jersey Devil for life. But um, I don't know. I think it would have been cool. Yeah, they would have won a lot more cups in Montreal than they've already have if he was there. <laughs> That's true. That's so true. I would have liked that for sure. And then right. uh, moving moving on to another team that was great for. I think four straight years with four straight cups, the New York Islanders. So on our list, we decided, uh, actually, no, actually, we didn't really decide yet, but Flagra has one different player from us, uh, Joe, but my list consisted of Mike Bossy, Dennis Pop, Van Brian Trotje, and Billy Smith, the goaltender. So I had Clark Gillies on there, and I, I don't know. I had him on there just because he's kind of, I think I had him on my list over, you guys had Billy Smith, right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, I had Clark Gillies on there because I know he, he's just. Uh, this is another one for me that I, I envision him as a New York Islander. Like, like he's he's one of the most famous New York Islanders for me, and I, I believe he also has. I think he's higher in games played too for the Islanders than uh, than Billy Smith. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. That's fair. He's That's a fair argument. A lot longer too. But yeah, I mean, all these guys were like the dynasty '80s of the Islanders had. Like all these guys were like dominant at all their positions. Like Bossy mm-hmm. was like one of the best goal scorers. Pop Van, one of the best defensemen. Trotche, the best centers. Billy Smith, one of the best goalies. So it was like all four of these guys are like the best in their position. So they all have to be here, in my opinion. Yeah. For sure. All great players. 500 goals for each bossy and Trache. Like, he finished exactly on 500 goals, Trache. That's pretty cool, not going to lie. Yeah, yeah, that's neat, actually. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, you, if you ask an Islanders fan now, I think they're not going to put Tavares. But maybe a few years ago, if he stayed on the team for a bit longer, maybe you put Tavares in the mix. But he just doesn't have the hardware for the New York Islanders. Like I, yeah, I don't, four guys I don't do. think he would. I honestly don't think he would make that list. If he was still there, then I would maybe think about it. But they haven't won like anything, and he hasn't that's won I mean, any yeah. awards himself yeah. since he's been there. So like that's what I mean. He doesn't have the hardware. Yeah, he, yeah, you're right. He does not have the hardware. Okay, let's moving go. on to the Rangers across here. the city now. Yep, big rivals here, Rangers Islanders. So we all have pretty much the same list. Flagra is one different guy, but our final list here. Henrik Lundqvist, of course, the best goalie in franchise history, still playing. Mark Messi. So this was the other guy that I was saying earlier that's on Edmonton and the Rangers. So he's yep. another oh, one of the few. I honestly yeah. missed that. I didn't even think of that. Yeah. Big Shit. big Mark here. Mark Messi. Then me and Thomas have Adam Graves and Brian Leach. But Flagler is one different player. Again, I I don't know. I just, I don't even, this is another one. I, I don't even know who Adam Graves is, to be completely honest with you. Rod Gilbert, I know, was just like a Rangers great. That's why I had him on here. Uh, explain to me who Adam Graves is, because I, I honestly don't know. Um, I know he scored over 300 goals with the Rangers. I think he was on the team when they won in 94. I honestly mm-hmm. don't know much about him either, but he was one of their better forwards for like a, a few years. Yeah, one of their fast forwards that you know can pile in goals whenever you want. I mean... <laughs> But yeah, Rod Gilbert leads their franchise in points. That's another guy like Johnny Busick who leads their franchise in points for forwards. 
that no one really knows at all. I know. For us, we don't really know much about the Rangers' history. Like, to be honest, their history is pretty pathetic for an original six team. Like, they had, like... They were the they worst had, original six team, I think. Yeah, yeah, they still are today. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, that's true. they had they won the yeah. cup in 1940, and then didn't win again till 94, and then haven't won since. So they have like two cups since 1939, if you want to think of it like that. Like that's embarrassing. Mm. Um, another reason. So I, I said that I had Rod Gilbert on this list over Adam Graves because I didn't know who Adam Graves was. Well, which is true. Like I don't know who he is, but I don't know. If you guys knew that uh, Rod Gilbert leads the Rangers in goals and points, yeah, probably does. So that's that's a, that was the main reason why I had him on there. Valid argument. Okay, moving to uh, another Canadian team here, the Ottawa Senators. This one was pretty easy. We all had the same selections for this one. So our final list was Daniel Alfredson, Eric Carlson, Jason Spezza, and Chris Phillips. Yep. Something explanatory, I think. Yeah. I honestly like. Would you think about including Spezza on there? Well, he is there. He is here. No. Oh, shit, yeah. I didn't... Yeah, my bad. I completely missed that. Yeah, he is here. The only one I was thinking about was Heatley. Yeah. But he he was only there... Yeah, he was only there for four years, maybe, so... That was the other guy, too, I was thinking of. Because Alfredson, Spezza, and Heatley all played together. Yep. And Phillips, too. Yep. And I don't think Carlson was there yet. No. No, no. But you could also maybe include Yashin or Hosa. Yeah. You could include Hosa, well. maybe. Hosa played in a lot of fr- like different franchises, though. Hosa yeah. a lot of points in every franchise, yep. Yeah. yeah, he did. Like, if he stuck with... I don't think he made... Did he make any... Um, not rush no. for us? I don't no, think he, he did. didn't. If no. he stuck with more than one franchise for more than, like... Yeah, I know, maybe. Seven yeah. or eight seasons, then maybe he would. Yeah, he was with Chicago for a long time, but Chicago just has a great history, and he's not going to make that. He's yeah. definitely a Hall of Famer. Yeah, yeah for sure. For he's sure. a Hall of Famer. So. Yeah. 1,300 games played, and exactly. he had over 1,100 points. Exactly. Yeah. And how, yeah. many, how many cups did he have? Three cups. That's Three amazing. cups. All Chicago. Yeah. <laughs> Oh yeah, yes. He, he was, was, he was the guy who went from Detroit to Pittsburgh, back to Pittsburgh, and kind of yeah. lost two cups in a row, and then went to Chicago the year later, and then won. So yeah, pretty interesting. Three cup finals in a row, and only won one of them. Yeah, I mean, they still ended up with three. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I guess it worked out for Hosa, but yeah, these are the four guys. I think Alfredson's the guy. I think they're face of the franchise, and then Carlson. Yeah. So two yeah. Swedes there, and then yeah. first overall pick, Chris Phillips. Yes, he was. <laughs> he just got his number retired, actually. Yep. You think uh, he's their best defenseman of all time? If you're talking about Phillips, then no, because Carlson's right there. <laughs> you think Carlson's better than him? Oh, yeah. Overall, Phillips was, like, Phillips was like a definition of like a fourth defenseman. Like, just defensive. Know, I liked Phillips a lot. Like, he was like a typical uh, NHL defenseman. Like, like that. Well, I'm saying back in the day. It wasn't that long ago, really. He was but. pure shutdown. Yeah, exactly. That's why I I, I really liked him, especially. Man, I'm sure I like, like those, Ottawa fans like those him in, more. Remember those intense like rivalry games between the Leafs and Sens back in like the early 2000s? Well, not early 2000s, like mid 2000s. Thomas. Yeah. Those games. I, I don't were, remember them right now, but when I look at highlights, yeah, I remember them. They were nuts. Yeah. And Chris Phillips was one of those like tough guys that always gave the Leafs a hard time. 
<laughs> and Chris Neal. Yeah, Chris Neal too. Holy shit. That guy if he was a better player, maybe he'd be on here, but no, not Chris Neal. No, no, no. If we were, if, I, if Senators fans might have him on here, but <laughs> yeah, maybe. Yeah, for sure. You think so? I doubt it. <laughs> I feel like they don't like. I don't know if they don't like Spezza anymore. Why? Because he's with the Leafs now. No, like I, when he kind of left, like he was captain for one year and then kind of wanted out. Like I feel like they don't That's like true. him as like I feel like they like Chris Neal more like as a senator for life than Spezza. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Chris Neal did play over a thousand games with the Sens too, yeah. and over two thousand five hundred penalty minutes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they just love him. But moving on here to a, one of the two Pennsylvania teams, the Philadelphia Flyers. So, again, all four of us picked the exact same players. Yeah. Bobby Clark, Claude Giroux, Eric Lindros, Ron Hextall. Yep. Pretty self-explanatory again. Yeah. Pretty much. Like, a lot of the Eastern teams were slam dunks, I feel. And a lot of great players. Like, yeah. Well, no, not, that's the thing about the East. Like, there's a lot of, like... Like, no-brainers. Like, these are the top four, like, face of the franchise. But then there's a lot of teams. Like, the Red Wings were one. The Leafs, for me, are, are another. We haven't talked about them yet. Uh, and then the Habs. Like, those are hard teams to pick. But there there are a lot of slam dunks in the East, too, like you said. Yeah. Just kind of, like, transitioning things to Giroux, like a modern player for the Philadelphia Flyers. I mean, he's a guy who's, like, had not much success with the Flyers. I mean, they went to one final. But I think that was his first or second year in the league. And like he's a guy who's still been in their team through the thick and thin, and he's still there right now and is their captain. And I remember that one year where he had a really, really down year. I think he only had like 50 points after putting up like an 80 or 90-point season. And then he's just uh, been an, yeah. a solid player since that year. And I think he's like, yeah, I think honestly at the end of the career, at his career, if he studies with the Flyers, he could be number one uh, best player in franchise history for sure. I think yeah. so. I think he easily could be. I think if he wins a cup. Yeah, that's they have to win one. That, that kind of puts him over the top. And yeah, honestly, sure. like the Flyers this year, everyone going into the season was kind of like, kind of slept on them a little bit, but they actually surprised a lot of people. Yeah, for sure. They surprised me for sure. Yeah, remember I remember a few episodes I said they are my like, kind of sleeper to win the cup. Yeah, you did say that. Yeah, I forgot <laughs> about that. Yeah. So I don't know if it's still going to happen this year because there's going to be no hockey, but yeah, could happen. And now, it, out. Let's go. Let's Together. go to the legendary Pittsburgh Penguins. Yes. This is a. I mean, this was another no-brainer one, but All this four. is this is going to be fun to talk about. So <laughs> we got Mario Lemieux on there, no-brainer. Yarmy Yager, another no-brainer. Sidney Crosby, another no-brainer. And then Evgeny Malkin, and then Thomas. You did put. In brackets here, you said that you wanted to put Mark Andre Fleury, which is very valid. Yeah. Instead of uh, Evgeny Malkin. No, 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 not instead of just just add him then at the side or something. Oh, okay, like honorary mention. <laughs> yeah, I, I agree. Like he, yeah, he. I mean, he was on. I think we had him on the Vegas. Yes, we list. did. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Uh, but I mean, their history is short right now, as of right now. But yeah, I mean, Mark Andre Fleury easily could be on that list too. Yeah. Just. All four of these guys, man, like they—they they honestly make you smile when you think about them. Like, they're yeah. all like literally like I would argue all four of these guys are like top fifty, not Malkin, but all the other three are top fifty players of all time. Like not yeah. even close. I think I think they're top also 10 maybe. Okay, 
Yeah, I mean, 10 maybe, yeah. Tell me if you think I'm wrong, but I think Lemieux, Yager, and Crosby are probably maybe three of the most liked hockey players of all time, too. Yeah. I would uh, argue that, to be honest. Some maybe not so Crosby, much Crosby. Though. What? Some people just hate Crosby. You no, know, yeah, that's what I was going to say. Like, a lot of people do hate Crosby, but I think Yager and Lemieux, like, a lot of people kind of respect. Yeah. I was watching um, Lemieux's return. You know how he had cancer for – Yeah. He, he missed out on, like <laughs> – That I don't was even, crazy. How many seasons did he miss three, out Three. Three? Yeah. Um, anyways, I watched his comeback game. It was against the Leafs. Yeah, of course. Uh, and him, him and Yager, like, together, they were scary. You had two guys that were, like, over 6'4". They the were same so line. hard on the puck, too. Like, no and one like, could take the puck off him. Yeah. Remember that clip you sent us, Flager, about uh, Yager and Lemieux oh. fending off those Blackhawk players in the finals? Yeah, yeah. That was crazy. <laughs> that was crazy. on Twitter, right? Yeah, that was yeah. crazy. That's, I know. And, like, it wasn't, it looked so casual, too. Like, it, it wasn't, like, a highlight. No, yeah, they were just doing it. Like, <laughs> it's not like they scored, but I think what happened was, like, they just cycled the puck, and then Yager comes out of nowhere. He starts toe-dragging Blackhawks, <laughs> like, left, right, and center. Like, it was nothing, like... Just a shinny out there. <laughs> just looked so casual. Yeah. And he wasn't, like, flashy about it. Like, it was just so, I guess casual is the best word for that. Like, yeah, that's what they did. Yeah, they were very hard on the puck. I think Lemieux, if he he didn't miss out on those oh, man. Uh, yeah. three seasons, then I think he'd be a lot higher in every, every stat. Obvi- I mean, obviously he would. Uh, but I think Lemieux, like, he was a very good hockey player. And I think yeah. a lot of people don't realize that because a lot of people look at stats when they look at his hockey history. Yeah, exactly. But then, and then they forget that he missed three seasons. So. No, that's what I'm saying. Like a lot of yeah. people, because they'll look at all time like points exactly. score or goal scores or whatever. And mm-hmm. because Lemieux missed out on three seasons, he was three seasons short. Like he's not. He's not like too far up there. Like he could have been, I think. Well, if you think about it this way, Lemieux had 690 goals in 915 games. Yeah, it's that's insane. And over a thousand points. Uh, actually, over over fifty. Way over two thousand. Seventeen hundred. Over seventeen hundred, yeah. I think. In less in, than a thousand games. Yeah, that's nuts. <laughs> that's what even is that points per game? I need to do math there. I think it's the second. It's behind 17, Gretzky, the second 17, highest. Seventeen twenty-three divided by nine fifteen. 1.883 points per game. Two points a game almost. Jeez. Gretzky's like two point something. Yeah, I don't, I don't remember. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I think Lemieux actually leads the league, or I mean he's second in that stat, points per game. Yeah, he was unbelievable. And even though he missed three seasons, he still had like a lot of seasons where he missed games because he had back issues as well. Yeah. Like a lot of yeah. people forget about that Towards too. Towards the end of his career. Even in the in his prime, like he like I think one year he had a hundred ninety nine points, and then he missed like ten games with an injury or something. You're right. Yeah, I'm looking right now. Eighty eight, eighty nine. He had one ninety nine points in seventy six games. That's, That's yeah, crazy. Like he and missed he probably five games there. The next season he had fifty nine games played. Yeah, so like with a hundred and a hundred and twenty three points in in fifty nine games played. Like see what oh I mean? God. Jesus. Like, he could honestly, if he was healthy like Gretzky, played 1,400-plus games, he would be the first all-time in points for sure. He could be, yeah, for sure. That's an argument, man. Like, yeah, yeah, I would make that argument. He was just, like, 
spectacular. Especially the goals. Like, he would have over 1,000 goals if he's played, like, 1,400 games. <laughs> Towards the end rate. of his career, though, so from 2001 to 2006, he played, so 2001-2002 season, he had 24 games played, and then he had 67, 10 games played, then 26. So like, like that's kinda, horrible. <laughs> yeah, that's not a great end to a career. He didn't play as much as he probably would have wanted to. Yeah, his, his body yep, just gave out. So I guess we can move on to the team from Florida, another team from Florida. We already mentioned the other one, Florida Panthers. The other one is the Tampa Bay Lightning. So the four players we, again, picked the exact same players are Vinny LeCavalier, Marty St. Louis, Steven Stamkos, and Victor Hedman. So I think all great choices for this. I mean, I, I would like to add a goalie in there, but I think these four guys, when you, again, think about the Lightning, these are the four guys that come to mind for sure. What goalie are you talking about? Uh, maybe like a Vasilevsky. Oh, uh, okay, okay. No, I thought you were talking about like an old timer that I, like, I didn't even know. Yeah, I mean, I, 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 I don't think I, I wouldn't include him on this list. I don't think, man. No, I'm not right now. Not, not right now. Yeah, no, not a, definitely not as right of now. right now. No, but, but in the future for sure. <laughs> the thing is, the Lightning don't have a long history. I think 1993 was when they were founded. Mm-hmm. So, I mean. Le was the face of their franchise, and St. Louis, them together, they were the face of their franchise for yeah. for years. And then, yeah. I mean, Stamkos is obviously a great, and then Hedman is By arguably, far their best defenseman. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah, for, yeah, this one was, again, a no-brainer. Self-explanatory. And, like, okay, I'm not saying Stamkos is Lemieux. That's, like, not even, like, that's just stupid to compare the two, but, like, Stamkos is like another guy who missed a lot of time with injuries, and he has over already a point per game in the National Hockey League. If he just played a bit more games, man, like wow, he could have been at a thousand maybe right now. Yeah, yeah, five hundred goals probably easily as well. Like crazy, crazy what injuries can do to you, man. Like how it can affect you in like the end of your career as well. Like remember we just said like Lemieux affects the kind of like people remembering him all. Like oh, you put up a thousand seven hundred points, that's all right, but he could have put up over Gretzky's numbers. Yeah. I wouldn't say he would have passed Gretzky, but he would have gave him a run for his money. Yeah, yeah for exactly. sure. Like he would have been neck and neck. Yeah. I think. I think he's the only player that could have came close, really. Yep. Uh anyways, I think yeah, Tampa Bay is self explanatory. Let's go to the Leafs. This is a fun one for, for uh, Thomas and I. Yeah. I guess so. so the majority would have been Joe and I both yeah. had the same. That that's the final one. Just say it. Yeah. So we had Matt Sundin, Daryl Sittler, Boris Salming, and then Johnny Bauer. Uh, and then Thomas, you had Dave Keon over Boris Salming, which is, I mean, that's like you easily could go either way, really. Yeah. Uh, but why? Why did you do that? Uh, for me, just basically, like a few years ago, they had their 100th anniversary, and Dave Keon was named like greatest Leaf and greatest Leaf captain of all time. So. I thought that's why I would include him, but again, yeah. Borja Salming is one of their best defensemen, if not the best defenseman in franchise history, with 768 points and and just over or just under 1,100 games. So I think you have to include Borja Salming, one of the best defensemen. I mean, Cabriolet is at 11 in points, and like he's down there, but I think Borja Salming is like, yeah, he has to be on that Mount Rushmore for sure. Like he's a defenseman and he put up those numbers, it's crazy. A lot of people, I feel like that. That aren't Leafs fans don't even know who Salming is, to be honest. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. yeah. I think he, he was kind of one of those underrated players that not many people really knew about. Uh, 
I mean, we we all agreed on on Sundin. That's so yeah, no brainer. Wasn't wasn't he voted the the most famous Toronto athlete of all time or something recently on like on TSN radio? Or it might have like been that? Overdrive, yeah. Or was he it was, Overdrive? Yeah, yeah. So he never won a cup, did he? Nope. No. That's that's a shame. Sittler uh, was another great captain of the Leafs. He was, uh, I'm pretty sure he was my dad's favorite player growing up. So that's kind of how. Yeah, and he is going to hold the NHL record for most points in a game forever. No one's yeah. passing 10 points. Yeah, The only guy who can do it is McDavid. McDavid's yeah. gotten close. Like, he's gotten seven or six points before. I remember Sam Gagne a few years ago. That, that was eight. this season. Yeah. Didn't he get seven so. points this Him and Drysdale, I think, both <laughs> yeah. got uh, seven points this season. So. Those are the two guys who can beat it, but I don't think it will be done. No, it's too much. Too too, too hard. And then, like, with Johnny Bauer, he was just the guy, again, he passed away a few years ago, but he doesn't even lead the Leafs in wins. I'm pretty sure it's Turk Broda. Yeah, uh, it is. Because we did that quiz a few uh, weeks ago. But, like, Johnny Bauer is one of those guys who's, like, stayed with the Leafs organization after his career. Like, he's just been in the, in the arenas when he was alive. And just being in the community, like, I think he's one of those guys, I think you got to put him in there just for that reason. Like, he's just around the Leafs for his entire career. Yeah. So, and it kind of sucks, man. The Leafs, like, no one's hit a 1,000 points in franchise history. Like, that's kind of like, oh, my God. Sundin was close. Yeah, very close. I, are, they the, are they not the only original six team to have not a 1,000-point score? Probably. Because Boston, Boston did it, Detroit did it, Montreal definitely did it. And the Rangers did it with Gilbert, I think, I'm pretty sure. And then Chicago did it. That's it, right? I think that's it. I think so. Yeah, they're the only team. <laughs> Why am I? I'm just not whatever. I don't know. You guys are fans. What do you want me to say? Like, they, they, they never have generational talent, man. Hey, it's they so... have a generational score right now. Good. Yeah, yeah, right I now. I'm, I'm joking with you. you <laughs> I'm joking. I was going to say, Thomas, are you crazy? <laughs> Okay, and the last team that we got here, Washington Capitals. So this is actually the most differing one that we have with yeah. all the East teams. We have the two slam dunk ones in Alex Ovechkin, Nick Backstrom. But then we have a, a kind of a mashup of Peter Bondra, Mike Gardner, and Olaf Kolzing. So Thomas's list includes Ovechkin, Backstrom, Bondra, and Gardner. My list includes Ovechkin, Backstrom, Bondra, and Kolzing. And then Flagers is Ovechkin, Backstrom, Gardner, and Colzing. <laughs> yeah. So they're all mixed up. Yeah, they are. So there's like, there's three players, and we each have two of them in our list. Yeah. Or like two. It's the same there's three, three players. players just... Yeah, it's the same three players, but we each have them down two times. Yeah. I guess I can kind of explain myself for not putting Colzik. Uh, the reason I don't have him is because like, I know he had 301 wins, but he wasn't that great during his career. Like, the only reason why he has that is because he played so much during that time. There was, I, I can't remember the other goalie who played with him. Artis Urbe, I guess, was the other one who played in that time with Kolzik. And, like, the only reason he's there is because he played so much games. He only has, he has 301 wins. Very, very good. One, uh, like, think top 20 in NHL history. But then you look over to his losses column, he basically has the exact same. It's 293 losses. So... I mean, not great stats. I mean, he does lead their franchise in wins, but is that enough to, like, he wasn't a dominant great goalie. I know they were terrible at the time, but the reason I put Gardner is he's one of the fastest players in NHL history. I believe he won the fastest skater multiple times, and he could score goals at will, and I think that's one of the guys who could score goals at will before Alex Ovechkin stepped in the league and has taken that from the Washington Capitals, Mike Gardner. So 
I think Gardner has to be there. And uh, yeah, I basically explained that reason. I guess I'll go now just because you were talking about Gardner. Uh, so I had Gardner over Peter Bondra. Kolzig for me was, uh, he was a no-brainer, like best franchise goalie of all time. So like, I had to include him. I had Gardner though, because he, he played less games for the Capitals than Peter Bondra did. But I'm pretty sure he had more points per game, assists per game, and goals per game than uh, than Peter Bondra did. So that that was kind of a, a deciding factor for me, to be honest. And I think he's he's just another player that I I think he's a Washington Capitals great. I think he only yeah. played like he wasn't there for too long compared to some other players. I think I don't I don't remember how many seasons exactly. Yeah, for me, um, I had to include Bondra because he was like the Ovechkin before Ovechkin. Like, I think he scored mm-hmm. over 400 or 500 goals, Bondra did, in his yeah, career. Mm-hmm. Something like that. So, I had to include him for that reason. Like, him and Colzing were like the face of the franchise uh, when they went to the Cup in 98 and they lost to the Detroit Red Wings. Or 97, one of those years, I think. And then Colzing, like, like we've said multiple times, he's an all-time franchise uh, leader in goals, I mean, goalie wins, so I had to include him, I mean, he's not that spectacular, but he's one of those players that I remember before Ovechkin, if that makes sense, yeah, yeah, I mean, if, realistically, if Holtby were to resign with Washington, which he probably isn't after Mm. this season, he would be here in, like, a few years, because he has a cup ring, and he's, I think, second all-time in wins, so, yeah, but yeah, that's also, just my reasoning. Another reason why, I forgot to say this, but another reason why I had Gardner over Bondra was because Gardner is a Hall of Famer. Bondra is not. That could change, though, I guess. Because I guess Bondra was kind of, he came after uh, Gardner's time anyway. So, and I guess he, he only retired like uh, maybe like 12 years ago, 13 years ago. So... I guess that could change, but yeah, that was a big thing for me too, being in the Hall of Fame. Okay, so what's the final list here? Uh, Ov Backstrom, Gardner, Kolzig, Bondra. <laughs> <laughs> Five players. I don't know. It's hard. We could go Kolzig. I don't mind. Okay, how about we take out Kolzig just because Gardner was a yeah. Hall of Famer? That makes yeah, more we, sense. We could take him out because he wasn't yeah. that like he wasn't that outstanding, really. Yeah. <laughs> so final, final list: Ovechkin, Backstrom, Bondra, and Gardner. Yeah. All right. So Thomas, you got it right. <laughs> I guess so. Yeah. All right. That concludes the Mount Rushmore segments for the Western and Eastern Conference. Last week we did Western. This week we did Eastern. So that was pretty fun, actually, compiling all the lists. Just to looking back at all the great players that each franchise is actually like taken from young age to an old age and just they're they're still in the franchise marks with goals assistant points and goalie wins it's incredible all the names here there's a lot more players we didn't even mention for mount rushmore so i mean we could even do an episode on that but i think that's enough for the mount rushmore segment here for the nhl uh, all-time players in every franchise so i guess we're kind of trailing into the end of the episode any last words from you guys Uh, i hate this part of the episode because i never know what to say (laughs) Um, that that rookie card article, the rookie card investment. Is it coming out later? Yes, it, it is gonna. By the time this podcast gets released, it should be out. And, and it better uh, be out. So check out check out the breakdown sports. That's the b r k d w n sports dot com. 
for for not not only hockey content but every sport. Uh, I know I know right now a big topic is uh, the chi- or not the Chinese baseball Taiwanese yeah Taiwanese baseball league or whatever <laughs> it is. And I know I know there's a couple guys from the breakdown sports that are high on the the Rakuten monkeys are kind of their like their their go to like their favorite team I guess you would say in that league. And I, I think they're they might still be undefeated. <laughs> to be honest, like they kind of run that league, so it's kind of funny following that league. Check out their live streams. I know that uh, I think there's two guys from the Breakdown Sports that will live stream about uh, that baseball league a little bit. So that's kind of something you could follow if you're if you're missing sports like we are. Uh, that's all I really got though. Okay, for me, I have um, a top five right fielders article yep. going into 2020 MLB. So that should be released today. I had left fielders last week. Right fielders was a lot better. And then I'm going to be doing center fielders, relief pitchers, and starting pitchers as my last three in like the series that I've been doing for the last couple of months. Yep. So just make sure to check that out. I really appreciate it. And yeah. That's it from you. All right. I guess for me, I have a top 10 article for the reliefs moments of the 2019-20 season. If it isn't going to continue, these are the top 10 moments. So go check that article out. On the breakdownsports.com, on my Twitter, I liked it, retweeted it, tweeted it. So go check that out if you haven't already. And yeah, lots of more content coming from us in the future. I mean, there's nothing going on in sports. So I guess we got to kind of write about sports and, you know, kind of do stuff that happened back in the past. So that's pretty much it for me. The NFL draft is tonight. I'll be watching that. I know Andrew Flager and Joe will also be watching that as well. And all the members of the Breakdown Sports. Before you wrap things up, did we mention about the Toronto expansion team in the, the NWHL? No, we didn't. That was one thing we probably should have mentioned at the beginning. I, I kind of forgot about that, though. Uh, but, I mean, Toronto is getting... We don't really have details on it. Like, there's no team name or anything. But Toronto is getting a North... What even it is the NWHL? It's North... Women's Hockey North League. American Women's Hockey League, I think it stands for. Uh we had a CWHL, a Canadian Women's Hockey League team, but that, that league folded yep. last year, I think, was their last season. Mm-hmm. Uh, but now we're getting an NWHL team, so that's kind of interesting. I have yeah. to mention that. That's, that's kind of hockey news. news for women's hockey. Yeah, it's hockey news. Yeah, yeah. But better than nothing. Yeah, so that's, that's all the hockey news we have. NFL draft tonight, getting excited for that first overall pick. Hopefully Joe Burrow goes to the Cincinnati Bengals because I've been wanting that for a few months. So. Um, yeah, end to end, we'll be recording next Thursday, but we'll be back next Saturday. Join us. Woo!